I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Atlanta Sports Guys, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Everything school, HQ, baseball, football, basketball, doesn't matter. Number two, number three, number four, number five. We are somewhere in that mix at any point during the calendar season. As he is at this time, every single week, Garrett Chapman of 99 The Game is here. Garrett, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good, man. I got to add 247 Sports into that one, too. You know? And 247. Is it 247 <laughs> or 247, by the way? I've always said 247. But... I've said 247. I've been corrected at some points and said 247. I've, I've gone both ways. Yeah. Uh, we have guests on, and it's to the point where I ask them, and every single time I say, like, is it 247 or 247? Every single one of them has said something differently. So, uh it Having makes more sense to say 24 7. I don't know. I still yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'm doing 24 7 forever. As we go along and until somebody tells me otherwise. There you go. Also, here, first timer on this particular program, it's usually Rashad, Malik, and I talking NBA when we're on this program, but Rashad also an Atlanta sports guy. Yes. And, uh, with rolling out. Rashad, yeah, how are you? Atlanta sports, that, that is something I do with rolling out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I always say two. 24-7. I say 24-7 sports composite. 24-7. I always say 24-7. Do you? So you always in that. You never had to adjust. It yeah, my, well, you know, my last job, it was mostly like high school, a lot of high yeah. school stuff. So 24-7 was, oh, yeah, I always say 24-7. It's like the whole GIF and, and GIF thing. You remember like the, the creator of the, of the GIF went on Jimmy Kimmel and was like, it's actually GIF. <laughs> or like GIF, or what it was. It was one of the two. It's, they said it's GIF officially. It's but yeah, yeah. He said it's GIF, but everybody it's says GIF. Like, yeah, and everybody's yeah. going to keep on saying GIF because that's the way it's spelled. Yeah, and it's also like you have to retrain your brain. If you said something, the muscle memory is just like that's just where I'm at. Like I've always done that. Seven. In the middle. Can't do it. Seven. See what I did. See, there? I've completely retrained my brain to say GIF at mm. this point. Wait, you retrain so, your brain to say it wrong? No, I, I to say GIF. Yeah, GIF is wrong. Say GIF. GIF is I know, right. I know, but that's the thing. I, I get shamed. I got shamed so many times for saying GIF uh, that it's just, it got to the point where I'm like, all right, fine. Just with, I'll give the people what they want, you know? So there we go. There you go. Contrarian Garrett Chapman. That's what they that's always what call him. Um, well, we have some Atlanta sports we should talk about here on this edition of the program, y'all. Um, I think we should start with the Hawks over the last week. They beat the Kings, which was nice because Kevin Herter, uh, that, it, Kevin Herter, it hurts that uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Herter is uh, no longer an Atlanta Hawk. Um, it's one of those where <laughs> everything about this season, uh, whether it's Travis Schlink or Tony Ressler um, or whoever in the front office, 
it's just that like we're all trying to find the guy who did this <laughs> and it's like the with the fire burning around them and it's like the the dog and the the gif and all that but yeah like that should have been the biggest red flag this offseason was kevin herter not being an atlanta hawk anymore and getting uh mo harkless and justin holiday who justin holiday just is in and out of dmp cds and mo harkless obviously never on the team to begin with and then you see what kevin herter's doing and there's probably a case and people will say they're like oh kevin herter uh, would not have blossomed like this in Sacramento if he had stayed in uh, in Sacramento or in, in Atlanta. And he maybe that's true a little bit. But when you look at the injuries and how the season has gone, like I don't really buy that. And it's just good teams don't let young players who are productive just go for nothing when they are trying to win a title. You, you don't trade for DeJounte Murray while also getting rid of an important young piece. That's just counter productive and just was a bad bad omen for how this season was going to go for atlanta but big win against the hawk or against the kings and saw some stuff to like Anyaka and kongwu who i've been pretty down on the majority of this year he played extremely well uh over the last week um hopefully that continues with clint capella being out but what did you see rashad in the king's game specifically for this hawks team and are you feeling a little bit better over the last week the king's game was ugly man like uh yeah. The King, the, the whole West Coast trip, even though it's only been two games so far, it's been ugly for the Hawks. Uh, you know, the team has just been bad all season. So it's like, you know, they come out West Coast. OK, you have a chance to get your confidence up. Golden State's missing their entire team. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They lose to Golden State's entire team missing. It's, it, 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 it was just. They, they it shouldn't and have they been kept us up till 2 a.m. to do it. I texted that, Garrett. They, at they, the they, end. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. It took 1 a.m. against uh, Sacramento. Uh, you know, and it was just so, you know, you were kind of hoping, okay, Golden State was an uh, ugly, embarrassing loss. Hopefully they can, you know, come back against Sacramento. And maybe, who knows, they passed the ball in the final five minutes of the game. Because if anybody knows, the Hawks passed the ball, they played beautiful basketball. Then at the beginning of the fourth quarter, there's a game of runs. The other team makes their run. Uh, it gets tight, and the Hawks stop passing the ball. Mm-hmm. It's Trey Young and it's Ice Trey the gang. And it's the reason why people say Kevin Herter wouldn't have flourished, as you said in your opening, if he was still in Atlanta because of Ice Trey. And uh, and it just gets ugly. And it's either DeJounte dribble, 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 or Trey dribble, dribble, dribble. And they did the exact same thing against the Sacramento Kings. But thank goodness DeJounte saved him this time. And uh, that that's pretty much it. But it's not a encouraging win. Like, oh, the, the team is – man – you shouldn't have been struggling like that with Sacramento. You shouldn't have been struggling like that. I know Sacramento's much much improved this season. I think above 500 right now. And then, you know, Golden State is still a Golden State. They still had Draymond. They still had Clay and Jordan Poole. But it, it, neither one of those games should have been as close as they were. And, uh, you know, the Hawks still have a lot of concern. I think if anything is a positive from this week uh, that we've seen from the Hawks is that John Collins is playing better and he's playing more aggressive. Uh, offensively, he's getting into it earlier, and uh, I, I think that's probably the best part of what the Hawks are seeing right now on this West Coast trip. But as far as the rest of the team and how it's going to look for the rest of the season, I don't think any Hawks fans have anything else to be optimistic about moving forward. Go I don't ahead. agree with that last statement. I, I think Ooh. there's there's something to be optimistic about, mostly because I mean, like we're looking at a team that's not been healthy. Like this is this is a team that I think has had a healthy full rotation one time this season and they won by 25 points. Yeah. It's the Detroit Pistons, but at the end of the day, it's like they've been healthy for one game and they won by 25 points. Um, so when, get is healthy and see healthy what got. when is it? 
When is anybody ever healthy in the NBA? Anybody? Uh, Any I team. would say that most teams are, are normally healthy six deep for more than one game in the first forty percent of the season. Like that's it's in a, look, and I'm not sitting here trying to make excuses because this team should not be two games below five hundred right now. This this there's no no excuse for this team to be two games below five hundred. Trey has played isolation basketball when he has another distributor at, at, at the point. Um, Dejounte Murray is in a lot of the same. I mean, they, they had that issue. I mean, and I'm not necessarily like I don't also agree with you necessarily completely with where, what you said about Golden State. Golden State's is still a very good basketball team. They're 15 and two at home, um, at least coming into that basketball game when they were playing. So that wasn't quite as bad as a loss. But allowing Clay Thompson to go off for 52 points, even yes, it was an overtime. 52 points is unacceptable. Like, I'm sorry, you can't have somebody do that to you. The the, the Lakers I gave up like 19 corner threes in the left hand side in that game, too. It they was just like, really I kept writing my notes, and I'm like, oh, they're going to lose Lamb in the left corner. Oh, they're going to lose him again in the left corner. Oh, they're going to lose him again in the left corner. Like, this is all they're doing. And they just, never made an adjustment. And that's no. the consistent thing under Nate, Nate McMillan. And I've been a, a big Nate McMillan truther on this podcast. Lord, the adjustments have just not been there. And it, it's it's been the same thing, banging your head against a wall. And I've given him the benefit of the doubt consistently on this podcast, consistently on my shows. Uh, lo- look, I, yeah, this team needs to get healthy. And if they get healthy, I think that they can be a pretty good basketball team. I pegged them as a 4-5 seed. I still think that's attainable potentially. But they got to turn around like now. Um, I, I just don't see the blueprint for doing that necessarily. So I'm losing a lot of hope in that. The biggest thing I know, I, I look, we talked about it last week. The month of January is as critical as critical can be mm. for this Hawks basketball team, because you're coming up into a looming trade deadline with an owner who is increasingly showing you that he doesn't want to spend money in this basketball team. And you give him more reasons to doubt this team. He's going to offload pieces. He will force his hand. We've already seen that with Kevin Herter, and we'll see it again with Clint Capella or somebody else now that Inyeko Kangu is probably going to be coming up for an extension. So one of those guys is not going to be here. One of those guys is not going to be an Atlanta Hawk. And I know one guy is, is in particular really wants to see Clint Capella here, and that's Trey Young. But if he's not playing and he's making as much money as he is, I don't really know how you're going to be able to justify it to an owner who doesn't want to spend the money. I mean, it worked for DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter. I, I liked seeing what DeAndre Hunter did in uh, Sacramento the other day. He, he was aggressive. He was playing hard. He he did what we expect him to do on a weekly basis: play aggressive, slash to the basket, hit the open shots. Good, good player when available. Yeah, yep. good player when available. He can be one of your closing five. Like when available, he is one of your closing five guys. Like I'm okay with him in that regard. And him and Dejounte uh, defensively, you want uh, closing games. But I also, uh, you made a good point about Capella, and I. I don't think Capella gets moved this year because I think uh, Capella. That's an offseason is, move. I'm I'm more referring to it as an offseason move. Well, I also think it's just I think Trey and him are just so cool, and you know Capella's gone to bat for Trey a lot, and like I think that's Trey's guy. And if you Trey already being like <laughs> reading through the tea leaves, I don't think he's happy uh, with where things are going right now. Uh, regardless of what, um, uh, how can I frame this? Um, Maybe I'll frame this off air for you guys so no one comes after me for this. Um, But I just look at it and I'm like, what's going to happen, and this depresses me, is that John Collins, they waited so long to do something with John Collins. And if they do finally trade him, like he feels like the most logical guy to move of anyone on this roster. Because I think AJ Griffin not starting again, I don't necessarily agree with because I think what the Hawks really need to figure out what the AJ Griffin 
DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and or Clint Capella slash Anyeka Nkongwu between whoever is better at that time. They have to see what that looks like. They have to see what that core, because that's really your core now, is those five. And I think AJ Griffin is big enough and can play the four. I don't think De- DeAndre wants to do that. I think he's more of someone who wants to stay on the perimeter, but I think AJ has the body and he'll grow into it more. Like he's your long-term four. He's the Harrison Barnes type uh, for this Hawks team. And I think he, it was weird. Like in the Warriors game, like he didn't play the whole first quarter. He wasn't subbed in at all, which I thought was strange. Then you have Jalen Johnson who obviously not playing. And then he plays 17 minutes last night. Uh, It's just weird. Like the rotation for Nate, I don't really understand. It seems like he doesn't have a really good feel for how to do this other than staggering uh, DeJounte and Trey. I think that's part of the problem is guys don't know when no they're creativity with it. At right. All. But guys don't know when You've they're seeing the same thing. Every, yeah. You know exactly what you're going to get with Nate. It's going to be Trey young and, and DeJounte Murray to start the first quarter. And then DeJounte is going to go off and Trey is going to play the rest of the way. And then DeJounte is going to come back on to start the second quarter. And Trey is going to come off. Mm-hmm. DeJounte is going to play the whole second quarter. And then, and then it's going to, it's the same damn thing <laughs> every damn game. And you can plan for it. You mm-hmm. know, what's going to happen. There's just no nothing changes. It's so stagnant. It's so where are they stagnant. at offensively now? Because they're a borderline top ten defense right now in the NBA. But where are they now? And oh, um, I don't even want to think about it. It's it, look. I think the offense is going to get better as, as now, now Trey is starting to come out of this shooting slump that he was they're in. Twentieth in offensive rating. Yeah, and that'll get better. I think they'll get better. Like, look, this is a team that is far from its completed form. It, it's not a. It's still a work in progress, which is not what I wanted to be saying. January sixth. Uh, the team was maybe better in November than it was in December because the rest of the NBA got better and the Hawks just stayed the same. And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. And it's, it's the stubbornness of Trey young. It's the stubbornness of Nate McMillan. We saw it nearly boil over completely middle of the month last month when Trey just doesn't show up to the game. And apparently Nate McMillan's about to retire or resign or whatever, because he doesn't know how to deal with it anymore. And, I think there was a little. I know they denied it outright, and then I know that Tony uh, Travis Schlink came on. Not Travis Schlink, who? Uh, oh shoot, we uh, somebody Steve, Steve Cooning. Steve, Steve Cooning came on with us. On, at that, but, but that, that, that's how you know when someone's uh, when the report is right. When someone is like, "This report is wrong," like yeah. if they like really say that aggressively, that means it was right. Yeah, you started calling them names and stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, that, okay." There was definitely some truth. There was some truth to it. Maybe it wasn't quite as pronounced as Shams said, but. I, his source Shams. was good. Shams. Shams, excuse me. Yeah, that, he, that, that, Shams? That's another one of those GIF giftings. Shams, Shams? and Shams. It's, it's Shams. Oh, shoot. I've been calling him Sh- I don't know. Shams. Yeah, Shams. Shams. I've been calling him Shams for like the last two years. Same. Until until he started going on TV and stuff. Shams. And oh, Shams. Oh, yeah, Shams. Shams. Got it. Well, I'll, I'll remember that for next time. Actually, that's good. I'm very important. Very important to me to pronounce people's names correctly. But. No, but when he comes out and makes those statements, I'm like, when they come out and distend it like they did, you know that there's a little bit more truth to it. Um, it just struck me as no one's on the same page with all that, where no, it's like, no I one think knows what's going on right talked. now. No one knows. Or like no what knows Nate anything. thinks is not what the front office knows, and it like changes day to day, where it's like, I don't think the reporting was wrong. I don't think the front office, like, the vibe I got was like, they just are all getting different stuff. Like, they all don't really have this unanimous vision right now. Telephone. Yes, a game of telephone is definitely what it feels like uh, going on in the Atlanta Hawks front office and coaching staff and players where it's like <laughs> anyone who's pretending to have a 100% feel on where everybody is at any given moment, um, 
I would not I would not trust. It seems like it varies day to day. Chase, I still feel like this team has is very much capable of just pulling out like a random 12 game winning streak just out of nowhere. Well, they're they're talented enough, which yeah. I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. Like I get the optimism, Garrett. It's just like what they've shown is like that's not, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not saying it will either. No, mm. don't 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 misread me. I'm but this team is extremely talented. Yeah. And I think it, like, like, like it's you easy said, for like these teams to kind of go away. Easily in the East. Yeah, these things go away when you win. If this team wins, all of a sudden this thing will snowball. But the but thing the is, scary if you keep losing, is, it, it the will pressure involved, more. right? Like, this is it. Like, I told, I remember I'd said before the year where I was like, this is probably it for Trey. Where it's like, if they're not an Eastern Conference contender this year, he's asking out this summer. Like, it's just, he's going to move on. And that's I'm why the Dejounte Trey was so risky, was that you gave up all these assets this late in the Trey era, where it's like, we're now two years removed from the Eastern Conference Finals run. And if they are right now, they are fighting for a play-in spot. If they get the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nets in a first-round series, they're getting wiped off the floor. Like, they're, they're done. And then you're like... We just saw what happened with the lasting image of the Heat, where Trey just got put, um, just he just got boxed up, and that People was it. Playing, he had a really, really for rough the Celtics time. jobs, like players last year. I'm not comparing them to the Celtics. Yeah, they were calling for Jalen Brown to be traded, and Jason mm. Tatum was overrated, and coach needs to be fired, and the GM terminated. Yeah, and then they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they've been the best team in the NBA since then, since February. Things change in a hurry. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that the Hawks are going to do that, have this sort of, but they have run. the upside to do. <clears throat> there is yeah. the upside. There is lots of upside with this team, and winning solves everything. This team has just get healthy and win some basketball games, and then there's going to be plenty of reason for optimism. But the thing is, I have seen no signs that that's coming anytime soon. Uh, so I that think is the, my biggest reason for concern. The, the John Collins, um, like I said, weak offensively is a is a baby step in the right direction. I think that's something yeah. you can grab. Yeah, I mean, twenty three percent still from three for John Collins. He was over seven in that Kings game. He not hey, He was knocking him down in uh, where is that Golden State? He was yeah. knocking him down in the Golden State game. Actually, Caleb Johnson tweeted something. I want to go pull up this tweet because friend of the show, very, mutual very... friend of the show, Caleb Johnson is. Well, yeah, Rashad and you, yeah. We love Caleb Johnson. Kid's a good man. <laughs> Hold Where on. is this tweet, Garrett? Hold on, I wasn't ready. <laughs> hey, I thought hey, you were Caleb, ready. Uh, you bridged it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got, I got to bridge the air. And uh, mm. uh, Caleb, I love you, man. Uh, you know, I hope all oh, is here. Well. It is. That's what, that was my bridge, and I was working for it. All right, no. So Caleb ran the numbers. So he's our, mm. he's the Hawks insider for ninety-two-nine. The game. Uh, Hawks are ten and three when John Collins takes ten and t- between ten and fifteen field goals but are 0-4 when he takes more than 15. Hmm. The Hawks are 5-8 and eight when John takes fewer than 10 shots per game. Hmm. It, it, this is something Malik said uh, on, on like kind of a more basic. Like he was just like, every time John plays well, they lose. <laughs> That's got to be tough where it's like, okay, I mean, we'll trade you, but like numbers don't lie. Like you playing better is actually worse for us. So we need you to like, this is not, this is not working. Shout out to defense. Well, you need a proper, defense matters. Uh, so defense matters. He's been playing well defensively all year. Yeah. And that's been something that he hasn't done in the past seasons is play defense. So salute to, you know, John Collins and your def- salute to your defense and whatnot. That's the insider from our pods. But, uh, but you know, like he, he's played well defensively this season, all season before he's got it going offensively. The, the, the thing is, he's not, he's just not a true, true role player. Hmm. I don't see him that way. 
Like he's not a guy who's going to come in. Like I don't, I don't think that this team should necessarily go trade for Jake Crowder, but it's like Jake Crowder has one job and he comes out and he does that one thing and he does that one thing really well. You go, you talk about like a JJ. Reddick I wouldn't hate Jake Crowder in that role. JJ would... Reddick was a guy who you just knew he was going to come up. He was going to play tough defense and just be a, a, a hound and play. It's like he knew, but he wasn't. He was kind of, def- I don't know, restricted there. But he'd play physically and then he would uh, hit threes. And that's just what he was. And like, if you know those guys who are just con- going to come in and do that one job and do that one job really well, those players are very valuable in the NBA. John Collins isn't necessarily that guy. He's a guy who is kind of a poor man's number two option. Yeah, I think poor man's number number four. I don't think he's a number two on any good team. I think he's a number three, number four. I think he's an elite number three. That's what I think that that stat says all you need to know. 10 to 15 shots per game. You're 10 and three. You're an elite number three. That's what you need to be. Um, Rashad, your prediction. Last thing on the Hawks. Nate McMillan is the head coach by playoff time for the Hawks. True or false? Oh, no. It, it all goes back to Trey. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I, I forgot who said it earlier, but you just don't know what side of the bed Trey Young is going to wake up on. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> like someone tweeted it out and it was perfect. It's like Hawks giving me AAU vibes, just hoop. Like, <laughs> this That's is true. like, a, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's it, good. Trey, I like Trey that. wakes up and he's like, <laughs> Nate McMillan's out of there by All-Star. Mm-hmm. If it's okay, if they win a couple games and just keep it, I don't like you, but you're here and I'm here and we have to come to work every day, so it is what it is. Nate McMillan's going to be there come playoff time. Mm-hmm. If he wakes up in a bad mood, he's gone by All-Star, by March. Whenever Lloyd got fired, you know, it was the end of February. They couldn't take it anymore. Lloyd was out of there in February. So we'll see. But, but that's my prediction. If it don't happen by the end of February because Trey Young woke up on the wrong side of the bed, he makes it to playoffs. <laughs> that's exactly what you want out of your superstar, right? That's exactly what you want out of your superstar. No, I'm just playing. No, the, what do you think, Garrett? What's your prediction? Coach. He'll be the coach. Uh, it's it's mostly because there's no other option. <laughs> you say there's no other option. Well, you know who my coach. prediction is? I think well, it's going to go I think, get it's a, a, you know, I think they hire Emma Udoka. I think they're just like, Honestly, screw it. I'd love that. I think that'd be fine. No, it love be it. Very good. <laughs> I oh love man. It. It's, it's a lot of women in Atlanta. A long strat- like that. That's a, that's a long shot. That's a long shot. I don't that's think it's a that long shot. Card. Atlanta bets. They do the like, Hey, we're not going to get as much publicity as the Brooklyn nets with Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, and everything going on there. They bet on like no one cares about what we're doing in Atlanta. Like the yeah. Hawks will just oh they're like we'll we'll just do a five a Friday at five p.m. just uh, news dump with Woj where it's like Ime Udoka in talks to take over for Nate who is retiring midseason and uh, well, that's Landry what they do. Fields, it. He retires midseason is, and they let him come in. Landry Fields is a Spurs guy. Yeah, Ime is a Spurs guy. Yeah, they were in the same system together with under Greg Popovich. Hold on, are we calling Landry a Spurs guy? He was a scout for the Spurs. Yeah, he was a uh, Landry Fields, Stanford guy, Jeremy Lin guy. Could Jeremy Lin player coach? Jeremy Lin, next coach. He, w- he was the best. Uh, I'm not, don't don't justify that. Don't don't that, don't that. <laughs> <laughs> No no no. But but the, but the, don't it, it, that the thing is hilarious because like it reminded <laughs> me of like uh, another topic we have coming up with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Of like uh, one fan on Twitter was like, I know the perfect. Uh, replacement for Dan Pease and it's like everybody introduce him Brian Flores I was like come on man come on man 
That'd be fun. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it would be fun. That'd it's be never going to happen. No, Brian Flores, I think, is in Pittsburgh to eventually replace Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I think that's like one Tomlin? of those. He came in to replace Tomlin. Spot. He's there to go get another head coaching job, which he is going to get. That's going to be his next job. I, Mike Tomlin, how old is what Mike What if they Tomlin fire now? Mike McDaniel, by the way, down there? There's a rumor that they're actually going to fire him. How is Mike Tomlin only 50? Man, Did he get he, that he, job at like 32? He's been the head coach there for 18 years, 19 years, 18 years, and has zero yeah, back-to-back. Did, did Cowboys retire right after they won the Super Bowl? Because yes. that was 05. Oh, no. That was 05, right? 05 yeah, so 17 06. years. 17 years, yeah. Because they because Cower, Cower retired immediately after winning the Super Bowl and then handed Goodness it over. Gracious. He's not aging. Mike Tomlin has looked the exact same for 17 years. Like, don't crack. <laughs> I was going to say that. You know who's the best example of that? Leonard <laughs> Hamilton at Florida State. Leonard Hamilton's like 75 and looked has looked the exact same. Leonard Hamilton is what we all should aspire to look like at that age. Like Leonard Hamilton is Mike Tomlin's like, a G though. That's a, that dude's cool as hell. Who Leonard Hamilton? Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Like Leonard Hamilton. My girlfriend's a, a big time Steelers fan. Yeah. Dude, dude is cool as hell. There you go. I love that guy. Flores, Flores is not going to be the defensive coordinator here. Oh yeah, yeah, Sorry. no, no. Um, it's like, <laughs> so that, I think it's all the same thing. Did you guys ever address the, the Jamal Anderson? I feel like that's the thing that everybody saw, and they were like, "Ah, no one to talk about that. Let's just act like we didn't see it." Wait, what <laughs> happened? What are you talking about? So Jamal Anderson, Dirty Bird, you know, he goes on yeah. a rant after after the Falcons lose the other week, and yeah. about like how how racist, you know, Rich McKay and Arthur Blank are, and like he's like this this franchise will never see like. The, the gates of heaven in the, you know, he goes on like a win, man. I did see that. I just ignored it. Exactly. I scrolled past it. I'm like, I'm not engaging. I'm not engaging. Oh, my God. I didn't even know. Like, Brian Flores is never coming to Atlanta, especially if, like, Jamal Anderson's, like, tweets have any validity to it. Well, that's not good. Um, That's uh, not great. And also just a, a weird offseason for retired uh, NF Falcons legends like Roddy White early on this year was uh, trying to be uh, a, you never want to be the main character. And Roddy White was a main character on Twitter uh, a couple times this offseason. And I'll be prayers up to John Abraham. You know what I'm saying? You said retired Falcons. Abraham was spazzing. Did you see that video? No. What's happening? See, so I'm John not online Abraham like this. Is at this yeah. like random hotel on the sidewalk in Florida and he's just spazzing like he's like oh oh like I didn't mean to reenact it completely but he's spazzing and like the cops are trying to calm him down and they gave him some water and stuff and yeah John Abraham on Abraham yeah that's sad man um because he's just that guy was clutch like that guy could have you could have told me he could play until he's 57 and still gotten six sacks last like John Abraham was ever worth a half damn in this city yeah you know, his, like, the replacement I always wanted for him was Justin Houston. Or, like, Justin Houston still yeah. has, I forgot how many sacks he has in Detroit this year, but, like, he's just played on a one-year prove-it deal for the last 17 years, and it's like, he just keeps getting sacks. I don't know why teams just don't give him a five-year deal. I guess it's, like, one of those, well, he, he only some, plays well if you give him a one-year deal. He was in Kansas City. Yeah, but, I mean, he was, wasn't he drafted by Casey? Wasn't yeah. that where he started? I mean, he's just been productive every single year, and I think people no, are just waiting. Great. Garrett, Garrett, don't don't forget, don't forget. There was one edge rusher Atlanta had for one night. His name was Dwight Freeney. I forgot <laughs> about Super that. Super Bowl Fifty One. He turned into Dwight Freeney from two thousand six. Yeah, and we were like, they're gonna do it tonight. And then 
Grady Jarrett was at Grady Jarrett went crazy. Yeah, in that Grady Bowl, Jarrett man. was going crazy too that game. No, there was that one time. Where, what was that dadgum guy's? What's the dude's name? Plays for um, Campbell. That one game that he played against the Cowboys had like six sacks. Devondre Campbell. Yeah, Devondre Claiborne. Campbell. Claiborne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it wasn't Claiborne. Was it Claiborne? It had to be yeah, Adrian uh, Claiborne. It couldn't have been Devondre Campbell, the linebacker. Yeah. Adrian yeah, that, that was like a Sunday night game, right? Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, I remember that game now. Who was that? No, I think it, was, it may not have been Devontae. Was it? it, was, it was Adrian so, Claiborne. Oh, Claiborne. Oh, no, I think it was Adrian Claiborne. Yeah, yeah, Adrian Claiborne. And that one was like the first year they were in Mercedes-Benz and it was a Sunday night game, I think. Yeah, they um, lost the – no, and they lost the um, – uh, they, they didn't have their left tackle. Oh, Six wow. sacks. He tied the, uh, the team record. Hmm. Or set the team record. It's week ten of twenty seventeen. But yeah, so salute to that John. Falcons team was also like that. Falcons team is better than that one in twenty sixteen. Not offense, the defense. If you combine those two, I mean, that team is winning. Shout, shout out Kyle Sanahan. People need to leave him alone. I had to defend him. I was going. It was just me. I was John Snow in the Battle of Bastards uh, for Kyle Shanahan following that Super Bowl. Where I'm like, leave Kyle alone, and we rush, we rushed him out of there, and uh, we we promoted the. We, Cole, we kept the wrong guy. Perfect season. Yeah. Um. In terms of the Falcons, we talked about them a little bit here. Uh, Rashad, finale expectations. What uh, What are you looking for out of this one against the Bucks? How do you think this season ends for the Falcons? Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, occupying three hours of my time on Sunday. <laughs> kind of just. Kind of just turned the Falcons on by habit now nowadays, mm. uh, but uh, but no no I, I want to see uh, Ritter you know continue to get his rhythm uh, offensively. I feel like he he took a big step last week, um, so you know I just kind of want to see him continue to get his rhythm. But yeah, like uh, uh, that I'm, that's pretty much it. it was pretty, everybody else is kind of like you know have fun, you know play hard, you know with the coaches that can't coach say you know play hard, you guys have fun. Uh, Garrett. Do you think there's enough where Tyler Algier can make a push? Because I saw the side-by-side with the Kenneth Walker stats, and you're like, ooh I don't know, Tyler Algier, Offensive Rookie of the Year? Does he deserve some buzz? He won't get it. He won't get, he won't it. get it. No, he's not going to get it. I mean, uh, we're looking at a situation where he wasn't even legitimate starter until like week like nine or something. He's done everything. Everything that he's done has been the second half of the season. Um, I mean, considering the fact he started the season like what twenty thousand to one odds or something crazy, the, the fact that he's even on the top five, top six, is a testament to the way that he's played down the stretch. Um, I think something I'm going to look. I'm going to put more, far more stock into is whether or not he can get to the Falcons' rookie rushing record. I think that'd be a lot cooler of a stat because he's not going to get rookie of the year. Because he's not going to pass Garrett Wilson, he's not going to ca- pass Kenneth Walker. Um, I, j- that's just how it is. Sorry, like it is. He just doesn't. Nobody watches him play. No one's. No one's seen him enough. So he's not going to get the votes. So th- I'm not even going to breathe life into that. I, I think he's deserving of the award. Certainly, he's helped carry the the Falcons' offense, albeit in losing efforts most most of the time. But he's had a fantastic rookie season, and he gets me really excited for next year. But he's like what a hundred. 2540 yards, 30 yards away or something from uh, the Falcons rookie rushing record. Um something that's held for I don't know 30 years. I think it'd be fantastic. 
Um, he's already passed Jarius Norwood. I mean, I think it'd be really cool. Jarius Norwood, Falcons legend. By Mississippi the way. State was he Mississippi State? Man, Mississippi speed. Yeah, he 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 yeah. started there. Mississippi. He got that country <laughs> speed. <laughs> Dude, that man was so cool. I used to play with him in Madden. Mm-hmm. He was cool as hell, man. He was always so cool. But uh, no, look, I think Tyler. He's Jarius, the new burner, he's, though. Like someone oh, has that comp where it's like, hell. That he's the new fast. Michael Turner. Algier is the new Michael Turner. Yeah, or no, he's, he's like he's not oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, Turner, you, you got to yeah. uh, specify the year. The no, little bowling ball, stuck. like he was um, a bowling ball. <laughs> no, no, but like Desmond Ritter, I want to see Desmond Ritter get a get his first touchdown pass, please. I, I'd really <laughs> love to see that. Uh, I I've convinced myself that it was going to happen last week. Now I'm I don't think it this week. But this week. is pretty good. Like this is going to be. I, I wouldn't hold your breath for this one. Oh, I'm holding it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going swimming. I, I'm my head's underwater. Right. <laughs> You better hope he can't go four games without a touchdown pass to end the, the most season. Arthur Smith offense uh, stat possible. Kyle Pitts, nothing they're gonna last year. Him. They're going to force feed opportunities. He needs for his confidence. He's going to get. They're going to dial up something. He needs a passing touchdown. Just, Do you think it is? Because it's not Drake you London. You can luck it's into a damn London. touchdown. You can luck into a damn touchdown. It's McCall okay. Pruitt, I think, right? Like, I would put like it's going to be someone like or, or, or Hodge or something yeah. like that. It's going to be some lower level Falcons player. No offense to those guys. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be a guy who's not going to be on this team next year, probably. Speaking of not being on this team next year, Rashad Milligan. Who, who do I think is not going to be on the Falcons? No, next year? I, this was a transition for you. Dean is he the heck? Is he the defensive coordinator for the Falcons? Oh, next year? okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Like I said, he's definitely not, um, you know, your boy, mm. uh, Brian Flores. I'm, I'm gonna say, uh, who am I gonna say? I say they bring him back. Yeah, hmm. back. I say they bring him back. I'd be more surprised if they don't. You, you can't. I, I don't think you can fire anyone this year. Like, I just don't think so. He wouldn't be fired. He would retire. Yeah, it's like oh, one of those kind of retirements. Oh. It's kind of like he's retired Kata. twice now. Yeah. He he retired in in from Baltimore. Thought he was going to be done, and then came back for Tennessee for some reason. I don't remember what the reason was necessarily, but he came back to Atlanta f- specifically for Arthur Smith. I mean, he hasn't done what he said he would do, was going to do. They said they were going to change the culture. I mean, the Falcons' defense is much better than it should be under Dean Pease, albeit still not very good, but it's better. I mean, you go get him. I think he's a good. I mean, he's a good coach. He's a good play caller. He he elevates his defenses. He's done it everywhere he's been. He's done it this year. He did it last year. This team's still far. This doesn't have the the cachet to really get it done. So, I think having a full off season of, of making additions, re-sign Rashawn Evans probably, uh, maybe Lorenzo bring Lorenzo Carter back and go get us some actual killers on defense and. I don't know. See what happens. I, I, they have all this money. No Armstrong snaps. That's requirement number one for yeah, DMPs well, for me. Like Armstrong's not allowed to be on the field. I don't care what Isaiah you have Oliver, to do. Isaiah Oliver playing safety. He checked out of like an eighty-five on Pro Football Focus. I'll take okay. it. Number twenty-two. I will go back. Like I'm telling y'all, if y'all want to just kill some time, do all twenty-two on Armstrong. Just all twenty-two. Just him this whole season. Teams look for him. Like it just—it's so sad. Practice squad guy. 
he is just a walking reception. Like whoever well, comes in, CD Lamb, whoever, they're like, "Where's twenty two? Where's twenty two? I'm gonna find him." That's the that's that poor this guy. Team, that this defense has been exposed so badly, so yeah. badly. I mean, Casey Hayward goes down, and they had no answers. I forgot all no about answers. Casey Hayward. Say what? I forgot all about Casey. Yeah, everybody Hayward. did, but Casey Hayward was supposed to be the number two. He's supposed to be the number two, but he got hurt. And yeah. look, that happens. You need to be ready to go. He got to go to the World's Fair, though. Georgia State Fair. Perry, Georgia. Uh, the Perry, Georgia guy. Have you been? Have y'all been to the Georgia Fair? In I've Perry, never Georgia? been. I've been invited a few times, yes. but I've never been able to go. I work too much. So. Yeah. <laughs> have you been, Rashad? Pers- yeah. Is time. it good? Georgia Fair. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, Georgia Fair. I've been with, uh, with the family, everything like that. Yeah. I've been to the fair a couple times growing up. So it's Man. bigger than like Gwinnett County or something like that. Is it a bigger than the county fair or is it about the same? Just in Okay, Georgia. all right. So all right, I need to ask a question. This yeah. is Georgia State Fair. Is that the one in Atlanta? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one, one in Perry, Georgia. Is, is in, never been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I thought hey, I'm not for a second. Hey, hey. I was I'm like, you go with your family all the time. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was that's like, a yeah, big yeah, drive. Yeah, we go go every other year, you know. Perry, Georgia's <laughs> down there. Where is Perry? Let's see how long of a drive that is. Perry, Georgia. It's like Atlanta. an hour and a half. Yeah, it's two hours. Uh, hour and a half. It's past Warner Robins. <laughs> I drive quickly. Oh, never. No, been. that's one of those things where you have to drive all the way down to make it and then just across. Mm. Because there's no other way of doing it. Because you know we live in the great state of Georgia. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's country there. That's a country area. Warner so, Robin. No, Randy McMichael Michael played against his um, like Perry High School it was like the big rival, I think, of Peach County High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, Randy McMichael obviously is a, he went to obviously but he went to Peach County, mm. and so like they <laughs> go head to head with that all the time. And so they we when we first brought him on, it was just a funny interview. But Mississippi though they have the Skunk Bowl for one of those high school rivalries, right, Rashad? There's the Skunk Bowl. Yeah, the they have a bowl. yeah, it's called the Skunk Bowl. Um, they, I think they have a. They actually have a skunk who they bring out for that particular high school rivalry. I don't remember which one it is, but it's called the Skunk Bowl in Mississippi High School. High school rivalries are so much fun. Yeah, they still exist all over the place. Like Camden, um, Lounge, Colquitt. Yeah, Colquitt. They had a great year. Colquitt had a Very great good year. year. Um, last Baldwin thing. Baldwin and Boonville. I had no idea. That's yeah, cool. see, it's legit. I told you, I it's legit. No yeah. not, and I covered high school there for years. I had no idea. <laughs> There you go. Um, last thing on the Falcons. The most interesting extension candidate this offseason is who, Garrett? Um, Caleb McGarry. Hmm. I think he's probably the most interesting for a few reasons. Uh, specifically because, well, I, I think he's a perfect candidate for the franchise tag. I think that's he's played exceptionally well this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I trust him, me personally. I don't trust him enough to give him a contract. Uh, and when I say contract, I mean like three, four years. And I, I think that that's just signing yourself up for a bad situation, potentially. Uh, now, year two in the system, he was actually healthy, um, had that chip on his shoulder. Maybe he's finally turned it around. He was a first-round pick after all. He has the talent. But no, this this screams franchise tag to me. And then if he does it again, sign him to that contract. Um, I mean, hell, you don't even have to wait for this season to be over. Um, if he's still playing well, come next October, sign him to a contract, just lock him in. And maybe you, maybe you have to wait for the franchise tag. I actually don't, I don't remember, but, um, I, I think he's, he's probably the most interesting because this offensive line has some needs 
And if you can slot Caleb McGarry in then right, right there, that's one less need that you have going into the draft. Rashad, do you agree or do you have a different name? I need can give me uh let, let me get a list of some key names, please. <laughs> Would you like OZ? OZ's one, Isaiah yeah. Oliver, okay. Rashawn Evans. There are a lot of one year prove it deals. Okay. I mentioned if Demir Bird is one. Mm. Um who else is there? I want to call Oliver from that list. I like Isaiah Oliver. I think he'd be I great. See. I mean, slot him into like a, a full off season of being healthy. Um, he can come in and play the slot. He was solid in the slot. Um, but he played really well as a safety. And you get him back there. Yeah, that's, that's what you were just talking about a few yeah. minutes ago. I mean, hey, I, I like Oliver. I like Oliver the, the most out of that list. Um, last thing, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Carlos Correa is still not a Met. And there are some mystery teams that uh, Carlos Correa is apparently talking to. This will be the <laughs> best most hilarious outcome possible if it's a one-year mega deal if it's a one-year i mean this isn't even like a mets thing like i the mets have had a great offseason with or without correa like they've built like i'm all for cohen just spending and spending and spending that's how you should be as a billionaire richest owner in baseball that's how you should operate when you own a baseball team is you with no cap you should spin as much as humanly possible. I can't like wait you, for the overreactions for it, though. Everyone, I mean, how many titles did the Dodgers win from having the highest payroll in baseball for the last? They still got one. I mean, they still won a bunch of games. They won one. Yeah, they won one. They won a bunch of games. Congratulations. Well, I mean, that's still good. That's the point, that's though. The, the point know, is to buy the team. They've been, and then, they've been very good. Yeah, like it, it, you go no from the, courts the Royals. To, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's how it should be. Like you are going <laughs> to sell this team for a gigantic profit. All sure. these teams that are worried about like, oh, profits and this, sell the team. You're going to make money. You are going to make so much money off that sale. Just sell the team. Just do it right now. Tony Wrestler, sell the Hawks. Like you're going to make a lot of money by selling the Hawks right now. Just sell. Them. Like if you don't want to pick Kevin Herter, I've seen enough. We can move on. Like let's just move forward. Get out of here. Um, I just look at the Braves like that would be the most Braves thing possible is after all of this, the Braves are not giving Carlos Correa a long-term deal. But do you know who would absolutely do the Twins of the NL type thing? Uh, just the one year, even bigger deal than what the Twins just gave Correa? It's the it's the Braves. And I'm hoping it's Correa. What do you think, Rashad? Carlos, come on over to death row. You know what I'm saying? My brother, my brother, you know, I, I was just telling Gary this before we recorded. You know, he's like, where are you from? I'm like, Marietta. I went to school with Dansby. So, like, mm. when they, they didn't give the bread up for Dansby. They were like, it's only for two reasons. You know what I'm saying? Either they have uh, faith in and in, uh, in Lil Bruh, uh, Vaughn, or they're going big time. Go big or go home. We either get in Carlos or they got faith in Vaughn. Either way, Vaughn been playing, you know, short all throughout minors and stuff like that. So, like, he, he should hold it down and everything like that. But Carlos is Carlos, and that's what we're going for. That's the reason why they let Dansby walk. You know, the it, who is a winner? You know what I'm saying? Dansby is a modern day Derek Jeter. You know, I had to put on for Marietta real quick. But um, wow. best glove, best Jeter. glove at the position, best glove at the position, first show is Dude, not Jeter's, even close. My Derek boy, glove sucked. D- Dansby's? No, 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 no. Derek Jeter. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Derek okay, Jeter, okay, okay. Derek Jeter okay, was a negative bad, defender. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Oh, I clutch. thought you were about to say Dansby. Clutch, no, I like no. the clutch. Ain't nobody trying Dansby's defense. Oh, no, he's good. He's he, good he the best uh, defensive short in the, in, the, in the league. It's been like that for a couple seasons now. Anyways, uh, you know, I, I, I got Carlos. I got Carlos. Like, like I said, Carlos, if you want to come over to death row, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, the Mets fumbled and uh, as they usually do uh, late in the process uh, of winning, you know, winning all the way up to the finish line, you know, come on and, you know, metaphorically and literally, you know what I'm saying? Come on over to the brave, man. Wow. If we like could get Cole Hamels. Do you have any dancing stories? Did y'all hang out? Did y'all like no, cross no, no, we, we, no, not, not the same uh, social circle. If anything is, um, <laughs> I, I did yeah. a, I did a, a thing like when, when I did interview him one time where I yeah. like, just asked him a bunch of like inside high school stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like over the interview. You could see his face being like, I knew that was like, like he kind of like did that throughout the interview. Mm-hmm. But he, he was in a, um, he was in a group, mm-hmm. in a rap group. Uh, what? It's called uh, Sasha Squad. And like the second that he started getting attention at Vandy, they like scrubbed all the songs off of the internet uh, because you know I guess they didn't want people to, you know, like that. sausage, sausage. sausage. It, it, it was you know just just a group of dudes, and uh, and they called the the group Sasha Squad. So. Have you we heard one, one of the tracks? We had one of those who did the exact same thing. They called themselves the Chode Crew. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like going to high school in Atlanta, you know, like you got rap groups and stuff like that. But he was like the, the perfect student for sure because he was like That's popular, um, 4.0 in all the advanced classes, was like the star of the basketball team, obviously <laughs> star of the baseball team. And like all the black people, like when, you know, when he moved up to college, they was like, baseball? You, why don't you keep playing basketball? And, you know, he's like a 6'2 shooting guard. So like it, it was like his ceiling was D one basketball, but hmm. like you know all the black people were like you fought Dansby, why don't you keep playing basketball? And uh, you know, but hey, made the right decision going with baseball. You know, the best athlete on the field is always the shortstop, just about always. Yeah, yeah, almost every single time. No, I, I actually kind of like the idea of getting Carlos Correa for two reasons. One, because you elevate the position. I don't think Grisham's ready to be an everyday shortstop. I think that um, the Braves are kind of left scrambling a little bit, and. I think they expected to get Dansby Swanson back. Um, I disagree. Years, I think they planned the on getting gone. Years, the last years race. were just too many. I think the years that just added too many. Yeah. Um, no, the, so the, I think the, 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 the Braves. The Braves went in on Dansby. The Braves. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think they knew for they a weren't. year that he was gone. Yeah, I think yeah. they were they, getting ready. They, for this they weren't. Thing they weren't in on bro. They they were they were talking. They had conversations. Yeah, I mean, of, of course you did. It wasn't they, like they, 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 they weren't close enough. They just weren't close enough. Dansby came out and said that he was going to take less money to be a brave. It's just that they still weren't close enough, even there. Because they didn't want him. <laughs> it's I don't think it's that they didn't want him. I think, I think they had the to look at the resources where the guys the they're paying and the guys that are coming up. They're like, look, too much. If you have starters to pay in a very short amount of time, like I just. It didn't work, and I think they're betting on their guys. But I think what's cool about Alex Anthopoulos is he's been very honest where he's like, yeah, we'll try Vaughn, but like, if he's not good, we'll pivot. We've shown we'll pivot. Like, If he's not good in he's two afraid. months... This is a like, World Series team. Yes. This is a team that, sh- that is World Series or bust. Yes. They, they will are. not go a full year of Vaughn Grissom batting no. like 211 and just no. really struggling. Like, that's not happening. No. And look, I think that the idea of signing Carlos Correa to a one-year deal... I. Mm. Admittedly, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it because now I have it in my head that he's going to be making what was his AAV on that contract? Was it 27? Yeah, 26. Yeah, something like that. Braves can pony up 27, 28 for one year for sure. For one year, they paid Cole Hamels uh, to to basically twiddle his thumbs in the. Hey, he wants to come back. Can we give him a six starter option? Like, let's bring Cole Hamels back. Cole Hamels can go kick rocks. Dallas Keuchel. Look. The, the Braves Harry are showing willingness to throw. I mean, Josh Donaldson. I mean, look, they've done it many times. I mean, uh, uh, 
what's his name? Marcelo Zuna. That's what he was initially. The mm. one-year contract to kind of see what they can do and then just make it work. Carlos Correa, $28 million. I'll pay him $28 million to come in and play one year. I will say the reasons. one thing one, about Anthopolis, One, because too. it elevates your position and gives Grisham yeah. another year to prepare. And then two, screw the Mets. Right. I mean, that's, I'm okay with that, but perfect. also... I love that. The screw one the thing Mets. too that I'll say it again. Screw yeah. them. I hate them. The other thing, though, that is bothering me... <laughs> I can't it, stand them. That would make me annoyed is if... Um, they actually do run it back with Rosario and Azuna as a platoon in left field. Where they're like, like, it's happen. like the money. It's like, you'd have to eat the money. I don't care. Eat those in a contract DFA. Like let's go. You have Andrew McCutcheon. You have Adam Duvall sitting out there. You can upgrade a little bit. That would not break the bank. Like I would that love Andrew really McCutcheon here. For Duvall. McCutcheon would be so much fun here. I, I would love McCutcheon. It. Let me tell you girlfriend. I told you she's a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah. She adores McCutcheon. She yeah. loves McCutcheon more than anything. He's also if just he good was, to have him in the locker room. I want him brave, in the I want him in the clubhouse. Huh? I want Andrew McCutcheon in the clubhouse. Like that's one one of those yeah, guys who I just want in the clubhouse. That I think would be well, good. I want to see him get a ring too with uh, Exactly. Atlanta. I want to get another ring so win-win. I like it. Rashad, what can the good folks check out from you over at Rolling Out and everywhere else this week? Uh Doing a lot of uh, originals over at Rolling Out is rollingout.com, rolling out with the G. Mm-hmm. It's not rolling out, it's rolling out mm-hmm. for the people out there. Uh, but I did a thing on um, the, the all black community that's been, uh, the no, the black owned community, micro home mm-hmm. community that's being built right now in College Park. It's the first micro home um, community that's black owned in America. Uh, over there, they're developing that. Angel McCautry bought a house over there. She's going to use it as an investment property. Some pretty cool stuff going on out there. I went there yesterday, and I'm mm-hmm. finishing up the story right now, so that'll be out soon. Um, what else did I do this week? I talked to parents about, you know, are you going to let your kids play football now after the whole Hamlin situation and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, so so that's some cool stuff that that's out already. Some other originals and talking to people about serious things. Um, but yeah, that that's where I'm at over there. Rolling out. What's a micro home? A micro home is like it's a home um, that's like a, a bath and a half type deal. Uh-huh. So it's like that the square footage can go from like 350 to like 700, I believe. I oh, believe it's like, a little house. it's like one of those little houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But but it's not. Yeah, like, stick really, it up on a trailer. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's not, not like an airstream or anything. Yeah, it's, it's like an like, actual house. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's almost like a condo, low key. Huh. Like a suburban. I've thought about living in one of those. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Just buy a plot of land and then go get like a little house like that and then just set it on the side. It looks nice. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Rollingout.com. Go check it out. Bookmark it. Read Rashad always. Garrett, what about you over at 19 on the game and 247 Sports this week? Busy, busy week, man. Um, All of the official visits for uh, potential transfers happening throughout the weekend because the semester starts on Monday. Mm. Uh, so this is a huge week, uh, the big official visit weekend for the fourth between the fourth and the eighth. So hopefully getting some workout for two, four, seven sports there. Of course with gojackets.com two, four, seven sport or excuse me for 92, nine got college football game time on Saturday. We got the college football playoff edition or recapping everything that's going on. And then we got the, sh- the full show on Monday for the preview show leading in, of course, to, the national championship game with the Georgia Bulldogs, Chase Thomas's favorite team, taking on the uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. But then 
Sunday, we've got the Falcons flyover, of course, but busy mm. weekend, very busy, busy weekend, man. Part of me is excited that we're coming up to an end on the season because, uh, good Lord, it's been a busy season. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's like this, this stuff's fun, man. So I am definitely in that same zone where like I can just feel OK about all, like just NBA being my daily thing like that feels nice yeah. when you're at that point where you're like, I don't have my weeks just destroy because college football games last so much longer and NFL yeah. lasts longer. NBA, man, you just forget like it's a breeze like Tennessee basketball is like an hour and a half. And you're like, wow, I have so much more time to do other stuff that I was going to do today. I was covering the Georgia Tech Miami game on yeah. what Wednesday or something like that. I, I went to the game started at seven o'clock. I was mm. like, oh, crap, I'm going to be here till till midnight, whatever, because I had to do the game, the coverage of the game and then like post game and everything else. Dude, when I tell you I was out of there by like 930, mm-hmm. I'm like, where the hell is this post game and all like I uploaded audio and everything and it's like 945 and I'm like walking to my car. Yeah. And I'm like, Dang, it's, just nice. it's nice. Football is like a five hour experience for one game. Football, you're there the entire day. Yeah. It's a it's a whole deal. If, you if miss it's Jackson a State at all? game, you got to get there at ten a.m. Yeah. and then you're there, and then, you know the game ends at four. They take an hour, to, especially if you cover, you know, a coach who was a pro football hall of famer. Yeah, it's like a big deal, you know. Like then he comes out in the shades an hour later <laughs> with this documentary crew, and you know, so now that's five o'clock. He talks until five thirty, yells at you for about fifteen of those thirty minutes. <laughs> Then he goes out, and, you know, you got to sipe through all the fans. Oh, I want a pitch. I want to order with said coach. And then mm. you walk, and you get back to the press box about six. You write your first story, then get a follow up in a sidebar. It's about eight, nine o'clock by the time you walk into your car. So that's 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, sometimes, especially if you, you're dealing with the, like I said, pro football Hall of Fame player turned coach. Sounds like you don't <laughs> miss that beat all that much, Rashad. <laughs> sounds like you don't really miss that beat the beats are fun Rashad Milligan, Garrett Chapman thank you so much for the time I greatly appreciate it go support their work if you are not already doing so and I will talk to y'all both very soon thanks y'all this has been Ingram radio voice of the Atlanta Braves and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast as a friend of the podcast I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one to show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you that you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You're, um pleasantness you're smart so i think i'm going to hear big things about you nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah